I'm Simon Devereaux, Director of Global Talent Development at Framestore, and welcome back to the Framestore podcast, episode 17, part two. On Monday's episode, we engaged London-based VFX scheduler Ellen Boss in our 13-question grilling, otherwise known as the Framestore podcast David. On today's episode, we pass the mic to this week's guest co-host, LA-based scheduling assistant, Katie Chang. So, without further delay, we hope you enjoy episode 17, part 2 of the Framestore podcast. So, Katie, it's over to you. Thank you. Hi, Ellen. Hello. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk to you. We we always get a chance to talk during like my morning and the end of your day. Yeah. But then but then the time difference messes everything up and we don't get to talk for most of each of our days. So it's I'm it ha- is one of the worst time differences for sure. It is, <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm happy to have some time just to to connect with you. Um so obviously we talked last week and I actually didn't know a lot about you before we had that opportunity to talk uh, with Simon. I didn't know that you were a dancer, for example. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely. Don't don't shout about it or don't try and shout about it in the office. That's a bit weird, but I mean, you're not even in the office, so. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so speaking of that, kind of coming from that background, and then when you were starting to apply to different jobs, what initially prompted you to apply for your first position at Framestore? Well, I guess, and like we spoke about before, I the visual effects industry was such a kind of unknown to me. I had grown up dancing, loved performing, loved being around creative people. And then I kind of got to an age where my body just wouldn't let me sort of like progress in the way that you know becoming a professional dancer my body should have been progressing in so I went down the route of teaching and started thinking about university and um I did a communications degree and so at during university I started kind of realizing that creative people are all around in all different kinds of spaces and I really enjoyed kind of splitting my time between creative people and then the sort of the the suit or the financial side of things and balancing that gap so my dance background didn't necessarily prompt me to apply for a job in visual effects but it kind of yeah prompted me to do a communications degree and then I knew then that I wanted to work in a creative field Um, and then I think I mentioned her last um, episode my friend Olivia Farrow worked for Framestore and sort of thought I'd be a good fit for some of the roles that they had going and um, got me in touch with the right people and I kind of grew to understand the industry and love the industry but I I fully never really knew it existed before and um, yeah a, a weird way to get into the industry but not really anything to do with dance I kind of thought I wanted to work um, in theatres for the rest of my life which I still have such a passion for theatre and that sort of tactile work behind the scenes whereas I guess unless you're an artist or a producer in visual effects, you don't feel that 
connected to the work I don't know I don't know how you feel I feel connected to the work and I'll often be like oh we worked on that when I'm talking to friends and things like that but then I sort of second guess myself and I'm like well we like I didn't but I did but it's it's a weird feeling um very long-winded answer but yeah it's it's complicated this complicated relationship that's perfect yeah well and I do think though there is something there about that you came from uh, an artistic community before and you were probably, you know, that, that, that made you maybe subconsciously more interested in getting involved in this, in this world as well. Um, so I'm wondering, cause I, you know, I just started in November um, and I'm wondering talking to someone who's done the job for a little bit longer than me, how was the job, different from what you thought it would be when you first started you know what what surprised you about it I think it surprised me how much I could get involved um potentially when I first started at Framestore and you kind of get hit with everything all at once and there's this massive like uphill battle I'm gonna say to understand what's going on around you um the job can feel like when I looked at um one of our schedulers at the time she her job seemed very narrow and she sort of just dealt with the same sort of producers and had it felt like quite a um what's the word like a very straightforward job I guess and she wouldn't necessarily get involved with too many other people and then the longer that I was working with her you know she organized all of their reviews and she went to all of their socials and she sat with the HOD whip sessions where the HODs would comment on the work and um, had the opportunity to go to creative kickoffs and the longer I was working within the talent team the more I understood that I literally or this role you could be as involved as you wanted and actually the more involved you were the easier the job will become and the more interesting I think that if you if you sit on the fringe of everything it's it's not as interesting to you because it's really difficult to understand the technological side of the VFX industry is hard to understand as someone that isn't that way inclined so yeah that definitely surprised me and still now I feel like you know every month or so I'm taking on something new and getting involved in something new that I wasn't before and that has surprised me quite a lot yeah. That's awesome. It's similar it's similar to how I'm feeling, but it's it's good to talk to someone, you know, who who has done it for a little bit longer than me, for example, and who has been at different levels too because I know you've progressed within your career at Framestore. Yeah. Um so kind of talking about those early days because th- that's that's exactly where I am right now. What what do you remember about those early days? What what memories stand out about your first couple months at Framestore? I mean, yeah, I mean my first couple months at Framestore were just not too dissimilar to they are now like they were just so fun. I just loved learn like learning was such a huge part of my role and I, obviously I started as a talent PA and that was just like oh my God, my world has exploded. What is this industry? What is this job? But then sadly, I guess my first couple of months as a scheduler was right at the beginning of COVID. So luckily for you, (laughs) you've had a lot more sort of integration and not that kind of crazy chaos that 
kind of consumed us all. Um, but but once, you know, things started settling a little bit when we were all working at home, I do remember just enjoying the minutiae of everything, mm. which I think when we've had some production help and talent, especially in scheduling, they've really hated that. They've hated the sort of like slotting into this, slotting into that, moving this here, moving that there, this date, that date, the I don't want to say the mathematics of it, but that yeah, side. the puzzle pieces, the yeah. bore, yeah, maybe the boring side that some people may think. Um, but I really loved that, like the getting in the rhythm of it, and I felt like every day I was achieving things. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I remember in my early days. It was check boxes, and each cruise sheet I would complete, I'd be like, "That's done." Yeah. On to the next thing, solving things. Oh, I love that. I don't know how you feel if that sort of No, I, I feel the same way. And I think something, you know, for me personally that is really important is feeling a sense of accomplishment each day. And this job is just yeah. built on these these actionable items which feel so good at the end of the day that you can look back and see all these little puzzle pieces, I guess, to use my previous mention yeah. uh, word. Um, so you mentioned kind of that time of adjusting to working at home right? And, and probably the insanity of that. Um, so I have some questions about that actually, that we can kind of transition toward. Um, how have you seen your role change since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, and, and speaking about the pandemic, maybe you can talk about the first few weeks and months from a scheduling perspective. What, what was that like? I mean, it changed quite a lot. So aside from me, being very gently by Abby and Emma let into kind of the scheduling world whilst also moving into a new role when the world was on fire. Like the first, when we all went home and it was kind of announced by the government that we were all working from home, we, it was kind of mine and talent team members roles to get all of IA and also film teams out of the building as quickly as we could. So no projects were having crewing discussions, no projects were having any of that. We were arranging kit, machines, um, taxis, people were leaving with like big IMAXs and coordinating that and getting everyone at home. At the same time, we had projects um, that were going through and delivering on the IA pipe as well as the film pipe. And back then it was a manual you had to swap people's machines to different pipelines, which we don't really need to do now, which is amazing, but it was keeping a running track of that. And so it wasn't really the creative side of scheduling. It was literally like, just get these people working because we need their shots to be done and they need to be delivered. But they can't Um, be in the building. But they can't be in the building. So we were organizing people's expenses, like for some people, expenses to have their internet upgraded or advising people on what ping they should have um it was nuts like actually thinking back to it now we weren't scheduling projects yeah. at all. it was how just... do you get the existing ones finished basically yeah yeah and it was really hard and once we had kind of got into a flow maybe towards the summer it then started you know, the creative side started coming back where you would have, oh, this artist would be good for that. That artist would be good for this. And it's sort of daily activities started resuming again. Um, But it was a, a wild ride. And so now it's so much different. Like we have 
well, first of all, we're a bigger team. So we have um, the lovely Jamie and talent who deals a lot with the new starters and people's machines and liaises closely with systems. So I don't really do that as much anymore. Um, and I can just focus on with Liz and James, the crewing of projects. And if that was to grind to a halt again, I don't quite know how it would go. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully it right. doesn't. I, well, I, I like to think that maybe if that happens again, we're better prepared, having just been through it. But maybe that's an idealistic perspective. I think, I think we would be better prepared to some extent, but I think that it would still be just as... Jarring. Yeah. I mean, I guess because of hybrid working, technically it will work. But mentally, I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe that's just a personal opinion because I'm enjoying being back. Of in the course. So I much. mean, I think there's some like lasting collective trauma from the experience, right? For that sure. like might get triggered if this would happen again. Um, well, and speaking of that, so you're back in the office. So you're you're working and yes. you're in person. How has that been for you? Incredible. I love. I kind of do half of my week in the office and half at home. There is really nothing better than being in the office and chatting to your colleagues, but also getting FaceTime with artists that I wouldn't deal with. So often I'll speak to obviously all of the HODs, occasionally supervisors, but, you know, some of the modelers and the yeah. lighters that I wouldn't really speak to at home face like through a video call. It's nice to see them in the office and to actually feel the buzz and feel that frame store vibe that everyone on the frame store podcast has touched on um yeah I love it It is it's nice to have the split but likewise it's also an absolute privilege to be able to work from home and I think it's really awesome that frame store have made that a priority to allow us to be able to do both that's awesome but in LA, you guys are pretty much always at home. Well, right? we're completely remote. I mean, we, we have a few projects, depending on some of our CDs, persp- opinions, we have some projects that, you know, will will take take stock of everyone's, you know, feeling how comfortable do they feel to go in person, and then some folks will go in person. But um, other than that, we're totally remote. Yeah. How do you find that? I don't know any different true that's the thing do you know what I mean because I I I worked in an office in New York when I was first out of college so I know what it's like to have a cubicle you know and I know I I know what that's like but um starting in when I was teaching because I come from a teaching background as well I was always remote teaching because my students were in Japan and then um when I got my first job in production it was you know last year so totally remote yeah yeah, that's so interesting. I, I wonder if you guys will ever go back into the office. I know that some of our, I mean, obviously our studio operations and some of our data team and systems, some of them are on site. Yeah. Um, and they did just have a big kind of sales summit. So a lot of our more higher up folks were were in person. But, um, you know, someone like me, I, I can I can work from my couch, which is lovely. Absolutely. (laughs) So kind of speaking more about, um, about your time at Framestore, I'm wondering, can you go back and thinking what has been, or it can be a couple if it's too hard to pick just one, but what has been the most memorable project that has already aired, um, or been released, uh, to work on from a scheduling perspective or just, just, you know, the, the project that really stands out for you? Um, 
That is a great question. There have been many, to be honest, I think the ones that we did work on whilst we were um, working from home, mm-hmm. like those will always be forever ingrained in my brain. But I don't, I, uh, that's all of them like yeah. the ones that the ones where you've crewed it like we have um just delivered an episode for a Netflix TV show which I don't think I can that's fine mention maybe I can I don't think I can but anyway it's a Netflix TV show and it's just one episode and we basically crewed it and the crew stayed exactly the same the whole time which is such an no, accomplishment like, <laughs> such an accomplishment it was this little weapon team that just had all of these generalist skills and they were doing grooming and they were modeling and they were lighting and they all just kind of mucked in love a project like that or likewise sometimes the most memorable projects are when you start with one crew and by the end of the project it's an entirely different crew and they've got to the end of the project Mm -hmm. and you kind of don't really know how they've done it but it's an achievement nonetheless. Yeah, you've done everything you can to to get to the final to the final one. Yeah. yeah. And it's such a it's such a group yeah. effort. Like those have been memorable. Especially yeah, the one at the moment we're in quite a, a sticky we've got a massive episodic show going through at the moment. And I think that that will probably be my most memorable project really? okay. in the summer. It is humongous and recruitment and talent and supervisors and artists are working their butts off so I'm excited to have that done and it's going to look great when it is finally done okay got you it's interesting yeah to be to be in the middle of the one that you know is going to be the most memorable that's funny um yeah so similar question but kind of different um could you pick one show or maybe a brand if for IA that you'd love your office to work on or what project would you be so excited to schedule? Oh my god! I mean, I th- it would be cool if we if people if we did more music videos. I know that. Um, I knew you were gonna say that. You? I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I think when we when we um, became like we merged with Company Three, and I was looking through all of their reels, I was like, "Whoa, these are some cool." Yeah. Do you know the other day, I like I don't know if it was in America and. It, was apparent in the UK but in New Zealand the Chemical Brothers the Salmon song Sammy the Salmon was like okay do you know that song no it's deeply um it's like a part of your psyche dare I say irritating but it was a huge like cult song and in New Zealand especially like everyone loved this song and Hmm. um someone emailed the crowdsourcing email to kind of get reference for fish for a random project and someone sent that as a link of reference. And I was like, no way did friends still work on that music video. And I just spiraled and I thought that that was crazy. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, more music videos, I think. Okay. Come on, guys, let's get some in. I'd love to schedule a music video, especially for an artist that I love. I, that's why I knew you were going to say it because we talked about it last time. Yeah. Um, that's so funny. I didn't even know that Framestore did music videos. Yeah. I don't, I mean, obviously I don't think the Los Angeles office does it. So that's, that's awesome. There's so Very many cool. projects that NIA because they're so much smaller that we just, we just pump out these sick projects. I know. You've got to kind of like just scroll through Shotgun and speak to Daniel yes. Nadal and get all of the old projects out. There you go. Yeah. Um, 
that's funny. We were bidding on something for fish the uh, like a couple weeks ago, but we Maybe didn't get the it. salmon. Uh, oh, may we didn't get the salmon thing though. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna send it to you after. I think you'll like. Okay, please do. <laughs> um, so how remind me again? How long have you been at Frame Store? Four years. Uh, it's almost four years. Yeah, in May. Okay, four years. So, what are the core reasons for why you've stayed this entire time? I love the team that I work with so much. I, you know, I've mentioned obviously Emma and Abby in the last um, session, but, you know, our recruitment team, Emma and Libby, Liz, James, Jamie, Faya, um, they're incredible. Um, there isn't really, I mean, like, there is so much else as well, but genuinely they they are it. Okay, so, so specifically it's the department that you're yeah. in that that keeps you there I think so I just think that we're all such different people and we do have really different roles but we all muck in together and I think it took me a while to get used to that because I really do like structure and roles mm. and responsibilities and over time I've realized it's nice to be able to all muck in and do the same job and not have this oh my hands are tied because such and such is on holiday or they can't help me because they don't understand this part of my role. Whereas they've all come from different places, either in the industry or not in the industry and bring in these incredible tidbits of information that I think that's it. They just allow you to grow, but they support you at the same time. And frame store is what frame store is. And that's incredible in itself. But without that team, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like I guess there's visual effects houses all over the world, right? Sure. But it's it's about I guess it goes toward um the recruitment aspect of Framestore that they build these teams that really work, you know. It's incredible. I don't really know how they they do it. They have such a curated group of people that work mm-hmm. here, which makes working here so great. Like you aren't just recruiting an an epic artist that can do X, Y, and Z. You're recruiting a person and someone to represent the brand and to add to the brand, which is cool. Yeah. When I was um, first interviewing for jobs, it, I don't think it was my frame story interview, but someone said, uh, why would I want to be stuck in a room with you at 11 p.m.? And it was kind of like, it, but the, the purpose behind the question was like, why are you the type of person that I want to be in the trenches with? Right. You know, Got and it. like, and how did you and answer that question? I have no idea, but that's really how you I flat out. Oh, sure. <laughs> but that's how I feel about my team now is like, I would feel very confident in a crisis, you know, because, and we've, we've been in them already our flame situation is ridiculous um but <laughs> it actually i i had a nightmare about it the other day oh, um, no. <laughs> have you by the way do you dream about your work sometimes yes i actually had just just sideline i will shout out um max one of our producers and we delivered a project jukebox which is a roller coaster for disneyland in paris and it was quite a struggle to crew it at the beginning and then it you know worked itself out at the end but I had a nightmare recurring that we after the project delivered that we started the project again and again and again (laughs) and it just kept happening um and Max was in my nightmares just like we need crew we need crew I was just like no 
Oh, poor Max. You're never going to look at him the same now. Um, no, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so, okay, last question. Um, imagine you are in charge of writing the description for a new junior scheduler, because that's how we say it in America. Scheduler. <laughs> scheduler. Um, you know, someone who it would be coming on the team in the job that you first started in the position that you first started in, what would you say? And why would you encourage someone to join your team? Oh my goodness. Um, I mean, I would encourage someone to join the team because I feel like it is literally the perfect role to flex communication skills Mm. and to be in a team where you touch so many areas of the business and you get to see the creative workflow and the financial workflow of projects from A to Z. Um, That's, I guess, what I would say to people to encourage them to join. And genuinely, I feel like the only skills that you need to do this job are that you're keen to learn your, like, quick efficient and communicative and like that's it you don't need any background information on visual effects nothing everything Mm. is you know teachable or learnable um you just need to have a good attitude as they tell you at school that we all roll our eyes at but it's true (laughs) it is true yeah that's great well it's so nice to talk to you and get to know you more yeah. yeah, and I can hopefully help you with your flame crisis. And I like I can't, but I'd love to. You can't, <laughs> but but that means so much to me. Thank you. <laughs> if you have an extra machine that you can get set up in LA by nine a.m. today, then that would be great. <laughs> sure, um, sure. You know what? I'll jump on that right away. Thanks, Ellen. <laughs> the life uh, crewing experience yeah. insight. We will actually probably g chat about this afterwards for sure. <laughs> <laughs> honestly Casey thank you what beautifully uh, curated set of questions Aww. I mean that felt like a fly on the wall um, informal discussion really it didn't feel like an interview yes, necessarily yes. from where yeah. I was sitting it felt really cool which was uh, clearly very well prepared and uh, a really good insight I-, I wanted to add a couple of quick questions Ellen before we let-, let you both go because there's a lot of conversation there about skills um, particularly looking at all of the jobs you've worked on I mean you know, roller coasters in Paris. I mean, the amount of the very the the range of projects that you've worked yeah. on in your your time at Frame Store, which is not a huge amount of time, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, you've ramped, you know the amount of shows you've ramped up and projects. What what an experience that I'm sure will continue to blossom. Um, what skills, Ellen, are you most proud of that you've developed over your time at Frame Store? And also, what skills do you feel that you're still flexing? and growing so there's kind of two yeah two parts of that I think skills that I'm proud of I think I'm really proud of being able to sit on a call and sit in a room and use my voice to the level of knowledge that I have like I I really try to not pretend I know more than I do or pretend that I know less than I do I think that it's I've learned that that's kind of a bit of a skill that I'm, I'm really proud of. Um, and then something that I'm really learning on, it's just understanding more and more and more about how things work and what it means when people are talking about IBLs and a lighting sense. And when the rides team are talking about squinching and it's all that sort of technical knowledge. Um, and I said it before in the last session, patience, which 
you know, I will learn what squinching means if I have patience and I keep working at it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, it's a hard thing to quantify, but I guess so much of the role is just chatting and communicating. So I do think I have those skills maybe down packed to an extent. Nice. Good answer. Thank you. And Katie, I want to ask you the same question, because again, you've come through a different route. I mean, again, we agreed on the last episode that you both have instruction, communication and teaching in your DNA from, you know, Ellen's dance instructor days, Katie, your teaching kind of background. But yeah, what skills are you most proud of that you've developed since your time joining Framestore? And again, same question. um, What skills do you feel you're flexing? I think uh, this this might be a sort of vague umbrella term for a skill, but creative problem solving, creative critical thinking, right? Um, So not just accepting, you know, uh, I love our artists and I love our producers, but sometimes in the thick of a crisis, they can be very reactionary. So when they say no to something or they say, this is a problem and I need X, Y, Z, you kind of take a beat and you think, what are all the elements of this situation and how can I... um, how can I take one thing from this place to give to give here, which will benefit the next project? Yeah. Um, so thinking about the big picture as opposed to just what what I'm being told, I guess. Um, because I guess from a scheduling perspective, we have a larger view of all the projects and how they interact with each other from a, from from our boards on CETA. So. Um, I think that I'm really proud of that. And then just from a teaching background, I taught English as a second language. So a lot of our artists, English is not their first language. So I'm really good at like interpreting what people mean based on their Gchat messages, which I'm really proud of, that I'm still (laughs) using those skills that I developed for four years. So, yeah, that's a good skill to have. Definitely. Well, thank you for answering that. I'm not going to hog any more of the limelight because I think that was a really, really strong episode and a really nice fitting end to our our time together i've personally really enjoyed learning about scheduling or scheduling okay for both audiences um <laughs> the jury is out. the jury is out i, I say both all the time i'm gonna go with both yeah. i'm gonna sit on the fence uh in my role i have no host, idea but yeah scheduling, scheduling <laughs> go figure. but it means it means the same thing it means the same thing absolutely we know so yeah it's been a it, every episode that i host here is is an absolute education for me so thank you both for being so candid so honest it's a real advert for the yes. department, actually. <laughs> uh, as we said in the last episode, Ellen, you know, uh, I mean, I having you know, worked in the game for a long time. It always felt like a halfway house for production roles and, and, and managerial roles and in some cases, creative roles. But for me, it feels like a really a genuinely great department to work in where you yeah. can learn absolutely loads about the business, what we do. I mean, it is, as you said, Ellen, such a encyclopedia of terminology and software and approaches and departments. So what better what better sandbox than working in the crewing teams, right? Truly, yeah. So it's been awesome. Thank you both so much. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to spend this time with you both. Thank you for giving up the time. I know you're the busiest people in show business. <laughs> Are there any final words or anything you'd like to plug or say or any other MVPs you want to shout about before I let you go? I mean, check out the Framestore career page. We're hiring lots of people. Boom. Boom. Um, yeah, I you'd say that. Yeah. yeah, come and come and work for Framestore. 
for anyone listening that's not at Framestore. True. Yeah, we have two audiences, but yeah, absolutely. There is an external yeah. audience as well. So yes, absolutely. What about you, Katie? Anything you want to shout about or are you happy for me to leave you alone? No, that's a good, that's a really, that's a really good one, actually. I wasn't even thinking about that. Um, our internships in LA are open. Yeah. Maybe some young folks, some college kids are listening. So apply to our internships for sure. Our launchpad internships. Yeah, same in London. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. It's all on the website. All on the website. On that careers page, guys. Hit it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, again, thank you both so much. Um, it's been great. Thank you. Happy. Um, whenever this goes out, we're going to be doing at least two or three months of uh, Women's History Month episode. Thank so God. Whenever this Gorgeous. goes out, well, we happy, deserve it. Yeah. Happy Women's History Month uh, all around. Happy Women's yeah. Year. And yeah, absolutely, it will yes. run and run. I guarantee it. There's a lot of <laughs> backlog already, and we're only just getting started. So thank you both. Have a great day. Thank you. Rest of your day, Katie. I know you're just starting out. So thank what you. a way to start your day. <laughs> Thanks again. See you soon. See you guys. Bye. Well, that wraps up this week's episodes. What a great conversation and another excellent addition to our Women's History Month series. It just leaves me to thank Ellen for being a truly inspiring guest and Katie Chang for being this week's excellent guest co-host. And special thank you to Samantha Sosnowski from the Global Training Team on production duties. We'll be back in two weeks' time where we continue to unofficially celebrate Women's History Month with another special guest and co-host from the Framestore community. Thanks for listening. We'll see you then.